0: Daniel, we're here
1: we are. we are, we're still here We haven't really we're gone anywhere, guys No, we never No, will. Nothing's no. opened up yet, so
2: we're still at home
0: Speaking of opening I had to go onto campus for the first time Since the pandemic began for right. a class How it was, was that? At, it was at Ted Rogers, right? Which was neat I got there <laughs> early, so I could go to I went to, to the Eden Center to get some food KFC wasn't open, so I got A&W What did you Sometimes, get? I got three chicken strip combo with fries Oh,
2: preferred dipping sauce for you.
0: Just ketchup. Nothing fancy.
2: Nothing fancy. Just ketchup. Nothing. So, it's so done.
0: I went to the class. So here's what's really annoying about Ted Rogers. It has five doors. One is the sliding door. The first two doors say use the sliding door. The sliding door was locked. I had to go to use the other doors. The two of the one door pointed an arrow to the other door saying use this door. And I forgot I had to use my one pass to open said door. So it was a one door works of their five. I hate Ted Rogers.
1: Have you, Are, are is it still as confusing? Like the numbering, the numbering. It, for yes, the classes, I yes. want to run through a wall because of that numbering.
0: I have had a few classes at <laughs> Ted Rogers. So I've, I've understood it. I kind of forgot. Okay. Is it just 2000? Is that first level of classes? And then 2100 is above. No, they're the same level but like, I don't remember if it was the first or second today. But like I found it because again, it was it was around an area i had been before for a class. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The chairs are still uncomfortable. Uh. It was it was just it was quite strange. It felt normal, but it was kind of like I have oh, got all these people back and the professor saying, "Ah, oh, don't be too silly in your computer. You're going to distract the people behind you." And yeah, it was a whole thing.
1: I went that that prof did not was not in our documentary class. Where if
0: Gary Gould had just had like a TA sit in the back, he probably just could have made like a roadmap of like cat friendly, cat friendly, make a tutorial, make a tutorial basketball game, (laughs) Uh, cat friendly again. But it's Uh, so it's so
1: funny how you've made you're mentioning all these people who we now know, but at the time like I I mean personally, I didn't talk to any of those guys. Like mike donald it was just me, me it's funny. yeah
2: i know who you're talking about when you when you tell me what screen they're on. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. on i'm pretty sure mercedes was was watching the makeup tutorial i remember yeah. one class i wasn't even that class i was still friends of elizabeth at the time and she's like why are you watching a makeup tutorial i was obviously i was not watching it but i was watching it on mercedes screen like, <laughs> what, what is that what am i watching and she's like why are you watching them?" like oh, it's more hilarious. interesting than this lecture
1: yeah, no, Just the amount of Leaf games that were uh, being streamed in that classroom—it might as well have been on the projector.
0: I remember that famous game against the Panthers when it was that the race for third place: the Atlantic and the Leafs and Panthers were just dogging it the whole year. It was like, who wants it less?
2: Every class, I just remember being really distracted when it was March Madness. Literally, yeah. like they're like it's starting with Will Baldwin. There's a row of people. Just all have the basketball game, basketball games on, like various basketball games on.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, the I, first off, it's funny to hear Daniel going to class he never, oh. Oh. I, I I was I was never I
2: actually never missed a class except yeah, that one time that, yes, one time. You that did. one time. Yo, you that one time. Did. You did that absolutely. That
0: You well, that was a class you could show up way halfway through because the first hour was dedicated to reviewing last, last week. week's class. Yeah. It was wild. Still, Sally Goldberg-Powell, no one organizes D2L quite like Sally. I'll give her that. that. That's Honestly. True. Everyone needs to learn from her how well to set up D2L. Fantastic stuff. That was
2: great for studying. Edward. The Simons too. Very clean cut.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Time to talk about some hockey. I think we can start with some non-NHL news. We can talk about the Olympics, guys, because we had two upsets within the past 24 hours. Around, I think it was like 1.30 a.m. last night. Uh, surprisingly, both Mike and I were watching the U.S.-Slovakia game. The Slovaks win in the shootout. The American, the, the team that CNN compared to Miracle on Ice <laughs> loses to the Slovaks, and then today in a much tighter game, Sweden beats Canada 2-0. So the big, normal heavyweights, it's not the same team, the NHLers aren't there, neither are going to medal even. What wow. a wild way the men's tournament is shaping up so far.
1: That's uh that's nuts. I wonder I'd have to we'd have to go back and check and I'd be curious to know when the last time that happened when neither the, the US or Canada metal. I think it's 2006. Okay, not as yeah, yeah. As,
0: yeah. As, that, <laughs> that was like
1: that was uh
2: Torino. Oh, that was the one when uh Wayne Gretzky literally brought back everybody from the 2002 team who are already kind of older. In 2002,
0: yeah, that was a very famous, poorly done one. Yeah, I think that's at least one candidate, didn't? Because I saw Lucas Weiss tweeted it. I don't know about the states, though. It was really funny. I saw a reply to one of those tweets saying, "You know, this team just didn't have the drive. They're put together quickly. They lacked the oomph of previous gold medal teams." And I just kind of stopped. I said, "The that's NHL wonderful. teams, even though this first off, the non-NHL team medaled last time in bronze." Yeah. And the previous gold medal teams, are we talking about Vancouver or Sochi? Where NHL is like, what is the comparison here?
1: I mean, like, I think it's important to to ask. Did they come from good families? Because I mean, that's how we make a let make a good hockey team. As I mean, Adam, I you mean, can attest to Eric last Saul. night. I mean, can you get better
0: <laughs> hockey families in the stall? Even though we didn't score a goal, that was bad. I saw people going on about, oh, saying should be cut from the Leafs or the, the Leafs system because he had three points in five games. Like, what? Excuse me, what oh, yeah, are guess, we evaluating here? He
2: became the 13th forward in the last two games. It, Who
1: cares?
2: That's why. Is, is, but, it fair yeah. to,
1: is, is it fair to say that similar to the World Juniors, it's extremely harsh to make like to make judgments on players that go to the Olympics. Is that fair?
0: Under hundred percent. Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, it's
2: the same thing saying in 2014 when they had NHL guys, like the leading scorer was Drew Doughty. Like he was the only one that I think was a point per game guy. Um, just to confirm, by the way, for 2006, yeah. Canada finished third in group A when they got eliminated in the quarterfinals against Russia yeah. and the U S finished fourth in group B they only had one win in five games. They had one win, one draw, and three losses. Did
0: they even oh, wow. qualify for the, the the medal? Oh no, not even medal. Did they the round, qualify no? for the, the the round of 16? Was it even round of 16? Round of 8? Did they um, make it like anywhere? No, they did not.
2: Wow. They so, okay, they so they lost two, oh, no, they made it oh. to the quarterfinals. They lost 4-3 against Finland. And then That's
0: hilarious.
2: Canada lost 2-0 against Russia. That was the game that really frustrated me. Because it was the battle of the goalies. It was Evgeny Nabokov against Martin Broder.
0: And it just, Canada
2: could not score.
0: I mean, Gary Price never lost to, you know, any of those big know, Just missed your best, you know, best (laughs) international goal in Canada's history. and You know, big deal over there. I still hope he's going to play this year. I don't know about that, Kent. Can can we
1: talk about how ridiculous that CNN tweet was, though? Yeah, what was that?
0: (laughs) Who was? I I tagged... um, Pictures that uh, that precede uh, unfortunate events like yeah. the hockey one. I haven't tweeted it yet, but I I could not believe what I saw.
1: CNN. I like I I know your bias, but like come on, <laughs> like for me well, that was just uh, see, see defi- me out a bit. <laughs> the definition
2: of jumping the gun.
0: <laughs> the one time you pop your head out to talk about hockey and it's like, and there we go. Yeah. I don't know what you were thinking there. <laughs> the Disney
2: partnership there, I think you know they wanted to get oh, some yeah. there. Sure.
0: You know what's going to be nice though, it's that it's going to be nice that it's not America or Canada winning gold. That's good for the sport. Mm-hmm. You just hope Russia don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, Rosie
1: dumano Okay.
0: Oh, talking to you. <laughs> so, you know what's kind of funny Sorry. is, Sorry. with all due respect, I don't really care about the men's tournament because, and I mean this to the greatest respect, they can't hold like a, like a candle to us Canada for the women's game, like. They have been so much fun any time they play. And I love how open they are about hating each other.
2: Yeah.
0: I am so excited. The gold medal game, Canada, U.S. It's tonight. I, I don't know what time you're going to listen to this. The game might have happened already. 11.10 uh, p.m., 16th February. I'm very excited, guys. I don't think I need to say who I think is going to win. I know I can tell who's going to win the game-winning goal or score it. I don't have to say who it is. We all know who it is. But Canada's is going to win tonight.
2: I'm just hoping no shootout.
0: No one That's
2: does for, that. for sure. Like, that's for the only thing I hope from this game. No shootout.
0: What is the format now?
2: It's 10 minutes and then the shootout.
0: Is the 10 minutes 5 on 5 or 3 on 3?
2: I think it is still 5 on 5.
0: I'm going to double check. But uh, yeah, no, please no shootouts. Please. This is
2: bad. This shows that I didn't watch the US game. It was too late for me. It was a work night.
0: It was. I remember. I think it was a brief OT, and it was the best of five. No, I don't know if it was even best of five because no one scored in the first three, and then it was the normal shootout rules. But um, yeah, but I know sometimes they must change it for the gold medal game. I'll double. I'll double check. But would
2: it be like twenty minutes and then the shootout? I remember that's the real junior format.
0: Just twenty minutes of five on five till we score.
1: That That sounds like a good plan. Uh, I twenty really minutes, looking- three on three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be nuts. As Adam's looking this up, I just I, I'd like to announce on the show. Uh last night we we started Daniel, you gotta get an Xbox. You gotta get an Xbox. Okay. Um we we started an EASHL club. Me, Mike, and Adam. Mm-hmm. What's it called, Adam? Fluge's friends? Or did Mike change? Fluge Friends,
0: yes. Fluge Friends. friends. <laughs> you can change wow, you can't change the name.
1: What a name. Fluge um, Friends. I, 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 cause I, I feel like we, I, I want to say this because we did talk about it last episode. We're getting better. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we don't need Martin St. Louis anymore. I think, I think we got a good system going. Uh, I'm playing defense. Oh, I thought this was like I'm a management play. thing. No, 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 no. That, I thought that's this was too Lula. complicated for EA. Damn, I was thinking, like, are you
2: guys like the management team before Lula Morello? <laughs> no, on the leaf.
1: That's too complicated for EA. Um, no no it's a eshl club daniel oh. if you had to guess what my name was what would what do you think i would name my guy
2: uh, i'm trying to think i don't know i actually don't know it's
1: bogo for norris
2: Oh, and, and, got
1: it. Yes. And I sure as hell play like Zach Bogosian. except I was I'm thinking good of a Will Ferrell movie. No, movie for some that, reason. Maybe I'll change it. Maybe I'll change it. But I'm, I'm good with my name right now. Man, so much fun. Except the penalties. Those suck.
0: I don't want to talk. So I'm, I'm playing as a power. F- I was playing as an enforcer. Right. And we never lost in regulation when I was playing as it. But the guys didn't like it because I took some penalties, even though I was so, the reason we won. I had the game winner. I was a great net front uh, presence. I, I just didn't they don't want to talk about the one time we got shelled. I wasn't physical presence. I'm also the captain when I started the team. Um, What do you think? Of the, the, you know what? No, we're, we're into it. Distracted. Um, so according to this article from NBCSports.com, the overtime rules for the gold medal game. I remember this from one of the old Olympics. So I'm embarrassed. I remember this. The overtime in a gold medal game is 20 minute period of four on four, okay. which is weird. They're not showing anything about the shootout here, but I'm assuming maybe afterwards it is, but four on four for 20 minutes, which is strange. Very, very strange.
1: Interesting. Uh, interesting. Go
0: Canada though. Go Canada.
2: Yeah, of course. Always.
0: One of the world champions that chips this year. Now let's keep going. Uh, Did you guys see the other bit of news from women's hockey?
1: Um, No, I don't. I feel like it's something. uh, Did it break today? Because I haven't been on Twitter a whole lot. It
0: broke around three o'clock. So this is from Twitter account is youth hockey hub and Jeff Merrick retweeted it. So I can give a bit of faith here. Uh, According to sources, YHH has learned that the previously canceled IHF Under 18 Women's uh, World Championship will be rescheduled to play in the U.S. sometime in late June 2022. Oh. So it looks like we're getting that tournament back.
1: Good. It's Can it not be broadcasted on a doorbell cam, though? I just
0: when I learned <laughs> about that, oh, how did that happen? You could broadcast with an iPhone and do a better job. Yeah. That was really bad. That was very, very bad. Should be ashamed of himself. So, like, put some effort, put some production quality in. We have more production quality in.
2: <laughs> and, well, Even me right now. Daniel has, like, <laughs> a messed up webcam. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just bad. Like, just you. Anyway, anyway, uh, just put some effort into women's hockey. It's good. It's it's so good. Anyway, guys, shift to the NHL. I want to start the show talking about two, I would say the faces of hockey for our sort of the time we really, really watch that's Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. They both had milestone last night. We're going to start with Sid. Cause I think it is the bigger one. Sidney Crosby hit 500 goals last night. Uh, the assist on it was from Evgeny Malkin. He made that very clear in Instagram. That was really funny. 500 for Sidney Crosby. Uh, this has been thrown around the last couple of days obviously it's no debate that Sidney Crosby is a hall of famer um but when we look at Sidney Crosby where do you guys see him in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of hockey the all-time greats where is Sidney Crosby I don't think
1: it's okay Daniel you go first because it sounds like you have uh, an answer I think for
2: me, and I think I read it last night, but I've been feeling it quite the same, to be honest, is I think he's top five. Yeah. Um, I think he has all of the trophies, he has the points, and a big thing I want to emphasize here is, it's just the way he's been able to continue his career. I know that a lot of people have those questions about, man, like, Crosby like should he still be playing like all those concussions all those other injuries that were coming up and I just remember it wasn't too big in like it's not a big debate I think right now but I remember there was a bit of a conversation when the Penguins were going through all those coaching changes when they were looking like they were going to barely make the playoffs and people were saying Crosby's his prime is over. He's not the guy anymore. Um, I think there's some ridiculous thing where they said, oh, look at 2014. He didn't have to be the guy on the Canadian team or like, you know, everybody's that guy. But I think the way he's been able to get through that frustrating part of his career with all those concussions where he was coming back and forth and then he finally kind of came back, was still dominant, got another heart trophy after all those concussions and was able to win back-to-back cups and, He's still, you know, over a thousand points. He hit 1,000 games. And despite all of those setbacks, he's still what? Top, top three in the game right now. So for me, I think he's top five all time.
0: Well, where in there are you putting him, though? I'm going to uh, dig here. I'm going to dig
2: here. I'm going to dig here. Okay. Um, number four.
0: Number four. Okay. Who's ahead of him?
2: Okay. Wayne. Okay. Fair. Gordy. Yeah. Bobby. Okay. And then Crosby. Okay.
0: then Bobby, you're ahead of him. That's interesting. That's interesting. Alex, what are you?
1: I, I do you want, uh, as Daniel's talking, it was quite persuasive. Uh, I, I'm going to kind of have the, I have him at number four too. And I, I'd say, I'd say those names in front of him as well. The only one, I'm iffy about is Bobby Orr, but beside that's besides the point, what I think he does so well is everything. Sidney Crouch. I I, I don't know if there's a part of his game where I'd say he's bad at. Um, I just, I pulled up his hockey reference page. Uh, he's never been below a point per game in a season. He 16, we, we, 16th season. Pardon? And this is what his 16th, 17th his, season? his 17th season, and you know we don't always we don't talk about uh, Sidney Crosby as a goal scorer, but he's a nine times 30 plus goal scorer in 17. He has a years. rocket, too. Right, he has a rocket, and you know you look at even his injury, injury seasons, uh, he's still putting up damn good amount of points, like. I think he's just so good, and that mentality. I don't remember who said the story, but the the, the story about um, him saying, "I'm not really good at faceoffs right now," and that summer he worked on faceoffs, and he came back and was better at faceoffs. And always picking something that he doesn't think he's good enough at and making himself better. That's an extremely difficult mentality to have, and for him to have it for this long through so many injuries and. Headaches and stuff like that is just it's incredible.
0: A fresh was showing some of his defensive player cards throughout the years and the way he really like rounded out of this two-way game while maintaining that like super impressive offensive output. The dude is insane. I have him number two on Mount Rushmore. Uh I want to put him number one, but I can't dispute what Gretzky did for the game in the States. Like I can't do that. I maintain that that Sidney Crosby is the best player to ever play the game. Um, and one of my big thing is you talk about like the NBA. And I've been, I've obviously been watching a lot of first take the past couple of weeks. And there's this clip when Shaq's on. And he, he makes this comparison when they're talking about LeBron versus Jordan and Kobe. And he has this line about the cupcake era. And, you know, there's the famous stuff about the Jordan rules and that. You were not allowed to touch Wayne Gretzky. You couldn't do it. Otherwise, you have the whole Oilers bench on you. McSorley's coming after you, right? Sidney Crosby was targeted from the moment he stepped on the ice, and he's not a flashy player, which is hilarious. He's just what's the the phrase they call him? The perfect grinder. I, I just I it's a shame we never got to see, or so far we've never seen him in the Canadian market. You'd love to see that before he retires, but you you probably like to see him to stay with Pittsburgh. I, I have him top two, probably him Wayne. I have a lot of respect for what what the Rocket did in Quebec and what he did for the sport there. I always have him up there, um, and I, it's I want to put a goalie up there, but it's very difficult to put Patrick Waugh up there because goalie. But you know, it's it's almost like positional wise, I don't want to put Bobby Orr there because I feel like different defensemen like each position should probably have their own thing. Um, because it, it's hard. How do you kick off Bobby Orr or Gordy Howe? You can't do it, right? How do you kick off Wayne Gretzky's favorite hockey player? And like the guy who, he's just, just look at Gordie Howe's stats and what he did, and he was a physical guy to play against, right? I get, I always talk about in Bobby Orr's book, how he described the Gordie Howe elbows. Great stuff. I just, it's, it's too difficult. Plus like you talk about Bobby Orr. I have Lidstrom ahead of Orr, not for what revolutionized the game, but just how good Lidstrom was. I have him as the best D of all time, but I have, I have Sid up there. Like Sid's amazing. Other milestone, and of course, it was against the Flyers. <laughs> he kills the Flyers. It's hilarious. I think he needs one more goal or something, and he ties Yager for like the most goals against the Flyers or something. It's incredible. God. Happy belated birthday, the armory Yager. Fifty and still running strong. Love to see it.
2: Can we? Uh, um, can we first? Can we? Uh, I, I, I don't know if we have time for this, but can we all just do the salute? You want to do the twirl up? The twirl yeah. up okay, yeah, um... great
0: guy. I love it. Yarmir Yager, <laughs> great stuff. Ovechkin had a pair of goals last night. You know, I was on that, love to see it. I think he's now five Your Twitter away from... account. Yeah, I know. There we go. Five away from Yarmir Yager. He hits 30, he's up to 31 goals. I'm maybe a little off there. Um, he has now had 16 30 goal seasons in his career. The only time he hasn't hit 30 was a short, I think it was a lockout short year. And he was on pace to hit like 50 that year too. Uh, the only player in NHL history with more 30 goals, goalie, 30 goal years is Mike Gardner at 17. So if Ovechkin does it again next year, probably is. He, uh, he matches that. So Ovechkin, and he's still in the running for the Richard Trophy this year. I just I, I'll never stop talking about how lucky we are to see both of these guys play at the same time. That's head to head, like they have been for years now. I'm so happy to see it.
1: Yeah, that so the, the one year he didn't have 30 goals was actually last year. And he so that had 20, was the, 24.
0: How many and, games played?
1: He had 45 games played.
0: And how many goals?
1: 24.
0: Oh, so yeah, regular season, he does it. He does it. This is as simple as that. It's incredible. He's been through a lockout before and still hit 30 then. Uh, he would have
1: been like 2013,
0: right? 2012,
1: 2013. Yeah, 48 games, 32 goals.
0: <laughs> My goodness, he's so good! He's stupid. Good, he was a great player. Oh, he's so catching, when He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Yeah, he's gonna. He, do it. he could probably pass Gordie Howe at the end of the next year if he's really, really on it. And what's then, uh, on, what's
1: go- how far away is he from Gordie Howe?
0: I think he's at 39. Give me a second. Let me let me oh, double he check. He's either at 40 or 39.
1: He can definitely pass Gordie Howe before the end of next season.
0: Uh, he is 40 away from Gordie Howe. He can do it. So if he gets another 10 this year, he could this time next year we could talk about him as number 2, which means he'd be hitting around 800 goals, which is insane. <laughs> Imagine we live to see someone hit 800 goals. That's Oh my God. And he's within striking. He's, he's almost there. He's almost there. Oh, good. Which means he would be striking distance right now. If you know, he hadn't had uh, the lockouts and COVID and whatnot. Incredible. To
1: he's been through Great. two, two lock, uh, one lock full lockout, a shortened season.
0: And two COVID short. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: And wow. one of those, he was on pace for like 60 goals. So he oh, lost out in probably like fifteen.
2: This is a random fact, but he also went through an Adam Oates system that was very defensive.
0: Yeah, that was dumb. That was very dumb, very very dumb. You know what we should do with the best goal scorer ever? Guy potting fifty at the time. Not let him play offense.
1: Cool. I imagine those are the years he put up thirty-two and thirty-eight goals. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, guy's done, and then no, <laughs> Barry Trotz comes in sit him at the point and let him take shots and then it
1: works. Which is ironic like Barry Trotz, who is also a defensive, defensive. coach. <laughs>
0: like, it's almost like he played the strengths of your players and good things happen. Mm-hmm. And who who would have known? Um, talking about older players to one of the new faces of the league. Today's the day, guys. Jack Eichel plays tonight. Vegas, Colorado. Game you could always be like, oh, is this going to be the Western Finals? It hasn't happened yet, but He's back, guys. It's only happening because Mark Stone is on LTIR and people are a little concerned about that. Um, but Jack Eichel, I think everyone's just going to be watching him for his 1st first, they first, You're mentioning this on 32 Thoughts. Him taking his first hit. What's yeah. he going to be like? And that's to mention, anytime you come back, apparently there's this thing of you always want to you want to throw a hit and you want to get hit. because There's that sort of shock. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays. But I hope every Sabres fan is watching and just being like, God, duel is why?
1: Man, I am. This team is going to be nuts. Yeah, this team is going to be legitimately nuts. My God, I like this. I like to say that we were correct when Jack
2: Eichel was pulled out of the last season, and then we did the poll in the Elliot Friedman tweet about is this Jack Eichel's final game as a Saber, and most people said no. So we were yeah, correct.
0: We really stole Elliot's clout there.
2: We did. Yeah, we I had to do what I had to for the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I respect it, man. We got good. We, that was good numbers. That was very good numbers. So it looks like teams are going to be very. Listen, I really hope the NHL is sort of stringent on this LTI crap with Mark Stone, as they have been on Shea Weber this year. Just I, I don't I don't want to see. Yeah, but- a team that is their little baby in Vegas get the leg up. I won't see it happen. Adam,
1: I we we have this we've had this discussion before. Gary Bettman doesn't like Canada. No, no,
0: no. Do you remember the owners don't like Canada? The owners um, don't.
1: Like I mean, sure, but like the thing is, like two of them, two of the owners that make this league money are in Canada. I like it
0: if I'm listen, if I'm a Colorado, if I'm someone there, I'm making noise about this. I'm not doubting the injury. Mark stone's been in and out the lineup all year. I'm worried. It would also open up even more cap space. I don't know if it'd be enough to bring this guy in, but there has been whispers that Vegas were having some internal discussions about bringing back Mark Andre Fleury. Now this was very quickly dismissed. This was the first part of 31 thoughts for Elliot Freeman's blog. Great guy. Uh, Opens 32 Thoughts after a bit on Yager, actually. But thought number one, I really don't like doing this, but it's too juicy not to pursue. On a potential Marc-Andre Fleury Vegas reunion, Golden Knights GM Kelly McCrimmon said, quote, no truth to it. I mean, first off, you wouldn't make it public, but it was kind of funny when that first came out because I don't think anyone sort of could have looked at that, like seen that and not laugh at it with everything that happened. But is, is he not the best goalie available right now?
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: what the, do Vegas love to do?
1: Uh, acquire the best available players. Exactly, it, but it's I it's ironic. Like I find it funny that you know he said he says that because it's it, you know we don't hear GMs talk about specific rumors. Obviously, we had Jim Benning a few years ago, and then he got fined for it, but. You know, I, I I remember last year, Mark Bergevin said in a press conference that there were going to be no more trades. Here, and on. then there was a trade a day later or like a week later at some point.
0: Alex, did you know he wasn't trading P.K. Zubin?
1: I remember that.
0: Daniel, do you remember how he wasn't trading Alex Galchenyuk? God, I, I hate Bergevin so much. I hate him so much. I still think it would be pretty funny to bring him back. Anyway, big game today. You can watch probably a period or two of it before you go watch the women's game because that's mm. better. Um, that'd be feisty. Do you see the abs? Do you see the abs lost their first game in regulation since like December? Yeah, season? I saw that against Dallas wow. too. Okay. Gross. Dallas. Well,
1: man. is the game gonna be on Canadian television or has anyone checked? Did...
0: I'm gonna do uh, that right now. I'm gonna do that while I'm gone.
1: Yeah. Here's mm-hmm. what
0: you guys can talk about. Sure. Adam Brooks is a leaf again. There you go. I'm That's, excited. I'm, gonna, going I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this because it looks like a Richie mood may be happening. Alex, what does this mean for anyone, especially Nick Richie? Maybe unrelated, uh, but I'm sure you can figure that because you're smart.
1: Um. Well, I, I think bringing Brooks back. It, it, I didn't really understand it if I'm being a hundred percent honest until I was reading about some of the cap stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I believe he makes like under the league men. Cause he signed that extension. So that's a positive for a team who's extremely close to the cap. If I had to take a wild guess at what's going to happen is that there is a trade coming very soon, maybe a Nick Ritchie trade. I, I'm just trying to think like, they they were shopping him. Uh, they were also shopping Dermot and Hall at the beginning of the year. It's just, I don't see, I don't see Richie. Like, I don't see a bigger move happening here. Like, I think we'll get that maybe eventually just when closer to the deadline as they accrue cap space and stuff like that. I think that's when we'll see a bigger move. And I don't know if it's going to be a rental either. Like it's just, everything's really up in the air, similar to other organizations. I feel like I know nothing about the Leafs. I, for me, I
2: think, I don't know. It's, I think this happens a lot with several, several teams. Like was Zach Boychuk's an example back in the day when Carolina would claim him like three times off waiver wire, because it's cheap depth it's someone that went through the system already someone you already know so when those other moves do come up you get a bit of that little coverage there knowing that adam brooks knows the system he's been through all of it he's been proven to be able to play in the bottom six so i think that's that's what it is for now until we see another move um i also saw yeah with 32 thoughts that the leafs have made those other players available but I'm not really sure what they're going to go for because
0: I think, and ahead. you know, I, I'm, speaking I'm speaking for myself. I'm
2: speaking for myself.
0: Pardon? You're going to have, I was going to read that later.
2: Okay. I'm okay. speaking for myself, but I'm not speaking. I don't know if Alex or Adam, you feel the same way, but I just don't want to see another Nick Felino trade. I don't want to see something like that. I want to, I want like some degree of two things, either longevity with some term or potential for that. Or just an understanding of it's at a reasonable rate, you could actually resign the person.
0: Listen. First of all, I have good news and bad news. Uh, what do you want to hear first about the schedule? The bad,
1: the bad news. I think I know uh, what it is.
0: Colorado's game is not on, but it is on Sportsnet now. Uh, Surprise. Good news. But good news, that's because of the women's game. Uh, oh, they could okay. have picked it up, but the Calgary game is on, so they're taking that. You get the Canadian market, I understand that. Don't
1: they have, like, five channels?
0: Yeah, but, like, three of them normally play the same thing. But, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, Sport 360 may have had the Flames game everything else is. But it's on TNT, but then Sportsnet now here in Canada. Oh,
1: okay. okay.
0: Sportsnet now. No one but, has it.
1: What's the good news?
0: Uh, yeah, the good news is it's it's because the woman's Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I apologize.
1: Good, good, good.
0: I'm seeing a new Steve Dingo podcast titled, Will the Leafs Get Benchera?" And that leads to the point I wanted to make on the show today. Daniel, I already proposed this to Alex yesterday, but I want to throw it to you here. Obviously, the Leafs need to make cap. And the Montreal Canadiens right now, I don't think Harry Price is going to play this year. So LTIR, if you go towards the deadline, they have around $9 million in cat space on deadline day because no one knows how the cat works. Here's the trade I propose to the Leafs. You get Ben Sherat and Jeff Petrie. In exchange, you can give up either this year or next year's first-round pick. I don't care which one. A second, a third. The second is next year. The third is this year. Rolyam Amirov. You're asking Alan, that's a lot. Because they're also going to throw in Justin Hull and Nick Ritchie for the salary. Oh. So what that does is you have Ben Sherrod and there's a better option over Lilligren. Um Petrie, I think, would be a really, really nice addition next to Jake Muzzin. Um, that's a guy, you know, Jeff Petrie, Say what you want about him. Normally, when he's playing at his game, first off, he'll be sheltered a second pair role. Um, his transition game we know was elite. Elite. Um he won't have to man the first power play. Morgan Riley has that. Um, and who gives a crap when Petrie's on? He does his stupid point shots because if Matthew's a minor on the other unit, doesn't matter. Um, you seem like it gives a lot, but we know the price for shots. Apparently, it, some people say a first in the prospect. Some say a first in the third. So what I'm assuming there is the first in the third. Now the second and the prospect is for Petrie. And even that's a bit much, his value is low. It's for taking off the salaries of Justin Hall and Nick Ritchie. Jeff Petrie is obviously the upgrade on Justin Hall and Nick Ritchie. They want to get rid of for obvious reasons. And the Canadians are going to need warm bodies because it looks like they're kind of trimming more fat than we thought we would. Daniel, your reaction to my proposed trade? You didn't think I was going to make a big one this year. But there I did it was.
2: not. Wow. That actually, that one was good. Yeah. Um... Before you, what you were going to say with Justin Hall and Nick Ritchie, like I, I was about to say no because you said Rodion on Amirov. Yes. But, yeah. Okay. I think if it's this year's first, the way the leafs are trending, I would do it.
0: That's that's probably going to be between 18, 25. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Or 32. We don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that could happen. Yeah. You never know. I'll take it. I uh, saw people complaining, by the way, about the first the Habs got. Yeah, it's going to be around the 20th. Teams at the bottom 15 aren't going to acquire Tyler to fully idiots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that trade later because it's happened. I a just lot one there.
2: question with that is yeah. Travis Dermott, how many years does he
1: have left? Uh, I'm on their page right now. He has one more year after this. Okay. One and a half million.
0: He'll be there. Okay. So it's him or Lily Green first, man. He's yeah. he's I don't think
2: it's off. And What what is it? Five points the last like four games.
0: Yeah, but like, I'm just I'm not too sure. Yeah, but Grant in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. You can't him and Sandine cannot work in the playoffs. I guarantee it's not going to work.
2: It's Wait, would gonna. Jeff Petrie be retained or no, he would just, it was straight up.
0: We can negotiate on it. It doesn't sound like the Habs want to, Um, but they're a team. The reason Montreal works, at the dance partners is because they can take the second year of Richie's additional money. Um, Especially when you can tell the Habs are cutting salary, not just because they're cutting salary. They're poor because they're not, but it's more to do with the, the, the bodies they're moving out. They started to, and they're probably going to continue to. Also, Chirot, obviously, in the third line, like a third pairing role can really like, give you that grit that you need. Um, can, you, can you play on his offhand? Yes, he actually has. He has been, and he's oh, done okay. it before, and he says he's comfortable with it. Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, I, I still say no.
0: Of course
1: you do. Why do you say no, Alex? I say no for actually I say no for I think pretty legitimate reasons. First off, I will have to say you did Jeff Peter would not be sheltered on this team. The Jake Muzzin pairing is generally the shutdown pair, so like he would be he would be exposed. That's just Jake Muzzin's been the shutdown pair since he had Nikita Zaitsev on his as his partner. Um also I don't know what's wrong with Jake Muzzin. So as long as Jake Muzzin's this Jake Muzzin, I don't feel comfortable with the Leafs taking on 6.2. Is it 6.25? I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable with them taking on 6.25 of uh, how old's Jeff Petrie? 32? 33? 34. 34. 34 for the next three years after this one. So that is a huge concern if I'm Kyle Dubas. I'm not saying I. I want to be clear. I'm not saying I wouldn't give up those assets. I just don't think the players fit the need that the team needs uh, at this moment. And I think there's. a disagree
0: with Ben Pirat there. Pirat's exactly what they need.
1: I don't think that's what they need though. Like uh, they okay, the Tampa Bay Lightning went out and acquired three players over two years. Right, they acquired Barclay Goudreau. They acquired Blake Coleman. They acquired Ben Chir- Um, David Savard. Those are immensely good players. Like, the, the especially the first two, they worked out extremely well for a, a two playoff runs, two cups. But I just, I don't see the appeal in Ben Chirot for a first-round pick. I don't. I don't know why David Savard and Ben Chirot are being compared to be honest i think i think a lot of it is 2020 hindsight with the 50 or so games or 48 or so games of david so we've watched in a montreal canadians uniform and i don't think that's fair to do at all so i'm not entirely sure what the comparison there is other than they're the best defenseman available fully available at the moment like
0: I'd I, it in Klingberg, but they, you
1: know, but they have term. They're not rentals, right? Like, our Klingberg's a rental, but he hasn't officially asked for a trade request, and we don't know what the hell the He's Dallas Stars there. are doing. Yeah. yeah, I, I just, I don't see the appeal for paying a first round pick for Ben Chirac. Like, I, I don't.
0: That's price. That's not play style and the need. the fit they they need. The price is one thing, but Ben, you said before they want a Zach Bogosian type. That's Ben Chirac. The price is one thing, but stylistically, he's sure. exactly what they want. Yeah, so I
1: agree with the player. I don't agree with the price at all. Mm-hmm. I think the price is ludicrous. And year after year, I don't still don't understand how NHL teams value players. Like yeah, I, I, don't. I tweeted it today. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I just I so for a multitude of reasons I reject this this offer. I think for very fair <laughs> concerns. I that's six point two five million dollars for three more years on a guy who's 34, their concerns are already there with Jake Muzzin. To have a second pairing where those concerns would still be lingering for multiple years, Jake Muzzin has two more years after this. I I don't think that's concerning, especially for Kyle Dillis.
0: They have different problems, though. (laughs) Petrie's speed isn't going anywhere, and he doesn't do a physical style. So it's different.
1: Okay, but he's 34 Things can still decline. That yeah, but- I don't think it makes sense for them to pair a 32 year old and a 34 year old right now when the 32 year old in Jake Muzzin is not Jake Muzzin right now. There's no point in acquiring 6.25 million dollars in salary when you currently have five, uh, seven, almost eight million dollars. Essentially, of I don't know what the hell this is. Right, like mm-hmm. you're already in turmoil with cap so are you moving jake muzzin and justin hall are you moving all these guys and then fixing your defense over the summer i that you get what i mean
0: that's gonna happen eventually anyway because you need you can't just keep going with patchwork justin Hall, two million dollar defense on your second pair but i don't think it's not
1: working correct i don't think jeff
0: peach i don't think jeff petrie is the perfect solution though how have muzzin and, and riley played together before has that worked?
1: Have uh, no, they tried that? They've never tried it. I briefly, maybe. But we love TJ Brody.
0: If you can try that and it worked, then Brody and and listen, I, then I think you have a Brody Peach repair that works just as well. I think
1: okay, I can work really well. I, sure, but you still right have in. you still have Jake Muzzin at five million dollars, five point six yeah, million dollars on your book. You're so you're but what? No, Adam. So what you're suggesting is that the Leafs pay extra to get rid of Nick Ritchie and Justin Hall right now, and then in the summer pay extra to get rid of Jake Muzzin because that's the only solution. They're not going to no. buy him out. Well, no. who's going to take Jake Muzzin when he's playing like this? I'm not saying you trade
0: Jake Melson. You, you can't. Then you, you can't have then, then you're
1: lineup. then you're absolutely blowing the forward lineup up because they have eight and a half million dollars of cap space next season. They have who's going to be a free agent? Kasha is going to be a free agent. Uh, Engvall is going to be a free agent. McCam's going to be a free agent. McHale is probably not coming back. You yeah, have he, he no. You have no idea what your goaltending looks like next year. Jack Campbell, UFA. I don't. Who knows if he's coming back? Peter Morazic, gone. So now again, you have to pay. You're probably going to have to pay unless Peter Morazic jumps out of a jumps out of a cannon and becomes amazing. I oh, I, you're, Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall. He's like twenty three. Come on, come on. Yeah. Don't do <laughs> so so
0: money. So have okay, so
1: book. who? Adam, but uh-huh. can, you, Joseph Wall, is not an NHL backup yet. And he's also not a 40 to 45 game goalie. So they still have to fill one hole. It's you're, you're taking on a lot of cap for the next three years where there's a lot of questions.
0: Are they they a better team afterwards? Of course they are.
1: They're a better team this year.
0: Yeah. Well, here's The, the thing. They have to win in the next three years.
1: They have no, to. they have to win now. If they don't win now, Kyle Dubas, Brendan Shanahan, and Sheldon Keefe are gone.
0: Yeah, but that's that's gone. in the, the mindset of the management group. If you look at the contracts and the players, and what is it? It's two, three years, and then Muzzin Brody, Neil and Matthews are out. That's Correct. the there is the window of how fans may see it. But if you're looking at contract window, that's the big one. Is Maybe my core argument is if we get away from the Patriot up because obviously I'm very much trying to get the Sharap thing to happen, even though it's probably going to be the Rangers and it's going to be freaking hilarious. Um, and obviously I'm not paying a first for Sharap because I don't think he's worth it because I've watched hundreds of his games. Right. Um, my still thing is like, I still have a fundamental problem with your defense. I don't think it's horrible. It's just, I, I can't stand the, I look at Jared McCann, right. And I'm like, man, he's been good. And it's like the Justin Hall thing has just been so frustrating to look at. And it's like, I, I just, I hate hearing this thing of like, remember during the year they had to play a handed thing because of the cap reasons. They're not the only team to do it. But it's like, you hear that and it's like, oh, we got to protect Justin Hall because he's an affordable defenseman. And I'm just like, how in the world can you continue to run a team where it's like, oh, our fourth defenseman can't make more than $2 million. It just, it, I it's it just. I think that's, I think that's,
1: I think that's huge hindsight to say, <laughs> to say that they should have protect, they shouldn't have protected Justin Hall. He was literally a part of, wait a second. He was literally a part of their shutdown pair for an entire year. Canadian division, North division. I don't care. He was literally a part of their, he was literally a part of their shutdown bear for an entire year. If that wasn't an issue, if there was no expansion. Jared McCann's not a leaf. Jared McCann's not a leaf. This idea that we could have kept Jared McCann or this, they weren't going to trade for Jared McCann. There was no need for them to trade for Jared McCann with the exception of the expansion draft.
0: But you got rid of it. It's still a thing of like you, you, you acquire here's what's annoying is if you look at overall player, McCann was the better player compared to like um, Kerfoot, right? Here's what's really annoying about this: he's the best overall player of them, and you know sure. how much I value center depth. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fundamental thing where I just hate hearing it is all because I'm like, man, you need defense to win. And I look at Tampa, and I'm like, listen, McDonough's water around. I know those contracts are like this is just gross, but Headman's around. I think he's he's like 7.8 million. It's disgusting how good it is. And I'm like, okay, McDonough's around. I want to say he's six or seven. Sergey I want to say is around five-ish. And it's like, mm-hmm. is there not that wiggle room? And I know the team's gonna still look different. When they're, they're gonna, yeah, chaos probably gone. Who knows with Kasha uh, and all that? I just, I just, it just bothers me to look at. I just look at this roster sometimes. It's, it just makes me angry. I'm like, what the heck is Travis Dermott now? Like, when is that experiment done? <laughs>
1: Tampa's fourth defenseman makes $2.95 million. Yeah. Eric Cernak. Yes. They all all those guys could get paid absolutely handsomely more. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. I, I, the top three could get paid yeah. handsomely more. So yeah. I don't, so the Tampa's defenseman, fourth defenseman makes 2.95. They've won two cups. Like I I don't know, like what's the point you're making about the defenseman?
0: Well, that's twice as much money. Well, I'm just saying is I don't think you can ever. First off, Cernak got bridged. That was a short term. Okay. Same with Surgitchev. They're bridged, but they're going to get big paid for it. Plus, we've discussed this season. Justin Hall just isn't quite good enough. Correct. And it's like, and it's like we look at upgrades and people are talking about Luke Shen. I'm like, <laughs> they're and not I'm talking like, about okay, so Luke, Luke Shen as
1: or Justin Hall replacement. They're talking about Luke Shen to play on the third pairing.
0: Listen, the, the, at the end of the day, the answer simply is the Lillegrin's going to be a top for a defenseman in a couple of years. Like, like the, the sure, real answer maybe. is he's up there in a couple of years. It's just until that, because at the end of the day, the forward group is great. Do I still think they need a better sentiment? Yes, I'm never going to shut up about that. But at the end of the day, the defense right now is like, what's going on here? You rest Campbell, and that's going to sort itself out. I, mm-hmm. I still, and I've been saying this. I just, I, I've been saying it for a year now. Then I still think you need a bigger piece in defense. And listen, I didn't. So, how is Ben
1: yeah, that answer, though? I don't. Well, oh, no, that's understand. a different. No,
0: no, I've moved on from Ben Chirot. I'm just talking about the fundamental problems I have with the defense. Oh, yeah. Then we're in
1: full agreement on that a okay. 100%. But okay. what you're suggesting is talking about blowing up, then you're going to have to somehow blow up that forward core. So, I just, I, that's the reality. And that's not going to happen under this administration. Like it's our management group. Sorry. It's just not going to happen. That, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I respect. I don't agree, necessarily agree with it, but I respect Kyle Dubas for the fact that for the last four or five years, he said, we're going to win with this core. And is trying to find a way around it. Most G, Most people are going to collapse and not find a way around it. When you have four guys as skilled as they do, you damn find a way to win around that. You do. Look mm-hmm. at Tampa. Tampa did that. Tampa's lucky because those guys are taking discounts left, right, and center. Unfortunately, the Leafs don't have that, that capability, whether it's with Lou or whether or not. It's just the reality. They're, Tampa Bay is going to get the discount. There's a legitimate discount down there.
0: Canadian taxes, everyone. Canadian taxes, especially in the eastern part of the country. Oh, I know. So, yeah, we're, we're still east, right? We're not super east, but we're east.
2: We're. that east. nearly central
0: yeah that's Winnipeg that's Winnipeg yeah that's, no 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 well I feel like most people kind of forget that east of Quebec existed exists no offense to everyone else but it's like yeah Quebec and it just sort of ends um listen I have uh some more trade stuff I just have I have a few names here I have two groups of players uh there's five each there's group a and b I'm, I'm just going to, you guys, just uh, one of you will have group A, one of you will have group B, and just tell me where you think they're going to end up. We can just go through this quickly. Uh, Alex, would you like group A or B?
1: Uh, I'll take A.
0: You're going to hate me because the first name is Ben Sherrod. Okay. <laughs> where do you think uh, he's going to uh, end up? New York. Okay. That's the Rangers, right? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, hmm. You know, I
1: think, I think the the Rangers would be absolutely interested, but I think if if this team can't get any of the bigger names available, the Florida Panthers.
0: I think that'd be good. I think mean, it would be a very good fit. And yeah, the Rangers, they, they need wingers very badly. Uh, Nick, Nick Ritchie. Funny enough. It's a weird one. Eh? Um,
1: I don't, I, I don't know. I don't I, 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 I,
0: I thought I Arizona, but he makes yeah.
1: more money next year than his cap. hit, so that, that automatically takes him off the table. Um, same
0: the
1: yeah, same with the sense. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'll Daniel, do you have an answer? I will say a pick and a,
2: pick,
0: like a third
2: and Richie to, I don't know, like the Kraken for the fourth.
0: He needs to be smart. the The Kraken needs to be smart. Uh, Phil Kessel, Alex.
1: Um, man, Phil Kessel. This is just a hunch. I don't think he'd actually go there, but I, I, uh, I would be. It'd be hilarious if he went to Tampa Bay. Uh,
0: if, Daniel got one of them, so I'm going to give you one for Daniel's list. Mark Giordano.
1: Um, I, I'm going to say there's the. Uh, He reunites with the Calgary Flames.
0: Very good. Okay, Daniel, your list. Jake DeBrusque.
2: Um, Bring back some names that go quiet. Yeah. Um, I'll say he'll go to
1: Pittsburgh.
0: Pittsburgh? That's so unfair.
1: That's a good show.
0: Don't know how, but it's just Pittsburgh. He'll play with Jeff Carter, and it's going to be the next coming of the HBK line. Um, John Klingberg. (laughs)
2: Um, I think he goes to. So they're gonna find a way, and he's gonna go to Vegas retained, and then everything's gonna be okay in the playoffs. Wow,
0: yeah. I, wow. I think I think he's going to Carolina. Carolina's gonna get someone big. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, also who's gone very very quiet.
2: Oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, I think. I think um, he. I
0: like the bullet here on him.
2: I think like the bullet. Like, I don't know. Like, I actually do not know. I think if they don't, if they, if the flames keep doing what they're doing and the cap hits pretty solid, then they're going to find a way to get him. Wow
0: you know what apparently is he was almost he was Sherrod was almost sent there in the a deal, but I, I think the price got a bit too rich, but if you're going to splash out, splash out for Chikorin splash out for Because there's,
2: there's no guarantee. Like Johnny Goudreau comes back. So I think for the flames where they are right now and the way they're rolling, it's an all in season.
0: This is a bit of a mixed one. Um, Cause we're going to talk about them after you give me an answer. Claude Giroux.
2: Yeah. Um. I still think he's going to go to either Vegas or Colorado. Like they're going to get retained and then he's just going to go there. And because he wants to win.
0: This is true. This is true. He doesn't want to win. Okay. Speaking of Claude Giroux. So originally, Adrian Dater, for those of you who don't remember him, first off, fun fact he was the one who reported a couple of years ago that the Avs were interested in Petrie and Tatar. Uh, Besides that, more people would know him from he was the guy who called Nathan McKinnon the gamer and asked one of the most confusing questions in reporting history. You're a gamer, and, yeah, and, yeah, and then uh, you censor know, some of it. So first off, he put out a tweet saying, I'm told that Claude Giroux has made it known to the Flyers GM Chuck Fletcher that Colorado is where he wants to go. If somehow that doesn't work out, Minnesota or St. Louis would be acceptable alternatives. Now, after that, We've got a few different branches here. Michael Russo said, sources close to Giroux ruined flyer say this isn't true. Now, of course, he would probably deny it if he wants to go on his terms, you know, all that. All right, you know, very fair, very fair. Okay, then... OK, the water was sort of thrown into the uh, like over the flames here when Ellie um, Freeman tweeted out, Claude Giroux meets with the media in Philly. "Quote: I haven't talked to Chuck uh, yet about the trade deadline right now. I'm committed to the team. Makes it very clear the organization is important to him. Uh, and it's been an honor to be a flyer for this long. Uh, one more thing I just want to quickly read from 32 thoughts. I'm going to give you a um, thought two and three very quickly here. Uh, I think it's fair. He's going to Colorado, right? Uh, So these are the two thoughts. One team to watch uh, if and when Claude Giroux talks get serious, Florida. No guarantees, but it makes a lot of sense for everyone involved. Uh, Philly, And this is the very interesting part here. Philadelphia deployed um, operatives to watch both the Avalanche and the AHL Colorado Eagles last week. The signal Philadelphia's priority isn't necessarily a first round pick but a prospect who's ready to compete at the NHL level. It fits with what GM uh, Chuck Fletcher and Comcast uh spectator chairman and CEO Dave Scott said last month that the Flyers want to be right back in the thick of things next season. Take it over, that's their approach. One player I could see is Philly's liking, oh, sorry, I could see Philly liking is not in either of those two places. Defenseman Drew Helson from NCAA Boston College, currently competing at the Olympics. He was taken 47th overall in 2019, a real nice pick by the Avalanche.
2: Can I change? Can I alter my answer? No. No, no. Like I still think he's going to Colorado. Okay. But I think he's going to pull like an Anton Vermet, Kimo in type of thing, where he's going to try to just win it all. And then when the team that he originally was traded from, Figure things out. Maybe it's in a year. Maybe it's in two years. He'll go back.
0: Fair enough. That would be pretty. Yeah, I, I, you get the feeling that he's going to finish a flyer. I don't know what his games, the games players are going to line up with, but I know he's close to a thousand games. And, you know, I, I never forget that Shea Weber was kind of screwed out of having his thousandth game in Nashville. Um, so you, you'd like Giroud to have it in Philly, and it'd be really nice. Um, Florida is an interesting name there, eh? Florida's very interesting. Getting
1: everybody. They're in on everybody.
0: Them in Carolina. They've been. Yeah. And until
1: ago. and until they trade a first for Ben Chirot, Belzito will still be a good gym.
0: I can't wait. It's got to be the Rangers or Florida. Eh? It's got to be then St. Louis is there. Like what?
1: That would be the most, but you you bring up St. Louis, but would that not be the most St. Louis move?
0: Oh yeah. He them fits to, there perfectly. Them to even Marco Scandel is a pairing is just face
1: punch. <laughs> no, good on good on Florida. Like this, I think we're entering this period of time for Florida where, you know, they're literally just going to be on an, going to be in on everybody similar to what Carolina has been doing the last couple of years or Vegas has been doing since their inception. They've just been on everybody. And I, and I think that's, that's good. Like there's a lot of good players out there and you're always able, you should, you're always looking for ways to improve your team as a, as a manager.
0: Exactly. I am fascinated to see what happens with, with the, it feels like Carolina and, uh, and Florida are just, they have one big move in them. And I wonder if that ends up driving the price for whatever, whatever it ends up being. Okay. Um. we should, Okay, two little notes I wanted to sort of mention here. First, again, going back to 32 thoughts. um, This is kind of an obscure one, but it just kind of, I I really wanted to talk about a former Stanley Cup champion. I don't know if he has a ring or if his name's on the cup, but he was part of the organization when they won it. Thought 19, Nikita Sotchnikov, who played 87 NHL games for Toronto and St. Louis from 2015 to 19, would like to return to the NHL next season. He's playing for Avangard in the KHL playoffs starting that league right after the Olympics. I just mentioned him because I don't know. I don't remember how it ended with Toronto, but I wonder if there's a bit of a return there. He's the new William McKay or the the original Sotsnagov that were could be the new Sotsnagov and now Sotsnagov is back to be Satzmikov.
1: Um,
2: I did say the Leafs legend, Nikita Sotsnagov.
0: He was one of the first ones. Yes, I, I,
1: I could be. I could be wrong about this, but um I believe it ended because he needed to go through waivers. Mike Babcock wasn't playing him. Uh and they're like, okay, like Dubis is like, if you're not if he's not gonna play you, we're gonna trade you. So I believe that's how it ended.
0: Which would be good. I'm sure he'll he'll appreciate I that.
1: remember he was
2: solid. Like when he, the Leafs were still trying to figure out everything and like a lot of the young guys were still being tried out. I remember Shoshnikov was one of those under the radar signings that he just was solid depth. That he was a guy that I thought he was going to be there, or, like for quite some time. I know him and Zach Hyman came in at the same time.
1: Uh, so weird. Eh? More, more than was it more than more than just like, those, Nielander, more than like, just those two. Huh? Yeah, 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 And Hyman, all those guys came in together. This is
2: it the summer of 2015? Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was during the season. No, it? no, during the season. I, I remember their first game. I, Fun fact, I was there. Um, it was against Tampa Bay. Did they win? I don't think so. Probably not.
0: Wasn't was even... <laughs> supposed to go to that game and he didn't? I, mean,
1: I think I, I, rem- I remember hearing that story.
0: You have that over. You've been to some good moments. I feel like we've actually had this exact same conversation before. And I'm like, you've been to some big game. And we talk about the McDavid go versus Morgan Riley, and we, yeah. we we were like old people. And no offense to the old people, respect to the old people. Listen, we love, we love old people. We do, we do, we do. Um, as much as we love, uh, we love the Seattle Kraken. I was trying to make a joke, like about introducing the the Leafs. We probably should have talked about this when we were talking about Toronto, <laughs> um, but you know. Uh, Seattle, big, tough, grindy team, except ignore the except. incredible depth that Calgary now have compared to them. I was going to make a joke. They beat a tough team, but Seattle game, Leafs, big win. What a win. You know, I, I, I didn't get
1: to watch the game live. I watched it uh, afterwards. But my first thought was more than it was a win for the team, I, I think that was a huge win uh, for Jack Campbell. You know, he's had a rough stretch. So he's had a rough stretch the the last few last couple months, I guess. But I think to get a, a win against Seattle, I think is going to be it. I don't think it's going to restore everything, but I think for a guy who it seems like his confidence does shift up and down quite often to get a win in C or first against Seattle, I think. Uh, it's it's huge for him. And I believe Keith confirmed today that he is starting tomorrow against Pittsburgh. By the way, first game with 50%, uh, 50% capacity. Are you going to the game? I am not. I don't think so.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, that it's not going to solve everything, but I think for Wol- the way the current stretch is going, it's a good refresher for the Leafs to show that this is what we're capable of, and this is who we are. So let's keep going on this because this stretch does not define our season and it does not define us.
0: Last time they played, was Malkin playing for Pittsburgh? So hard to remember.
2: He only played 13 games this year.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. You wonder if this is a, I want to say benchmark game, but this is a game, going back to what I was saying last episode, I personally care a lot more about how they perform against Pittsburgh than Calgary. Because this is a potential playoff matchup. Probably not until it happens. It's a conference final possibility, but unless one of them just fall to the wild card, which is probably not going to happen. But uh, anytime you get to see Sidney Crosby take on your team, it's always some sort of a um, benchmark. It's Sidney Crosby.
1: Yeah, sir. I'm just double checking if he scored. Uh, if he played against them yet.
0: I am Kenny Malkin. And Fun I'm
2: facts: Kenny Crosby scored 28 of his career goals against the Leafs. Really, only 28? Yes. They um yesterday they sh- they broke down the chart. I think the Leafs are the only team not in his division, in Crosby's division that like they're in the top five or top six.
0: I imagine Obi's probably like that with him too. Man, that yeah. guy just rips up Eastern Canada. Uh,
1: he he has not played against the Leafs yet.
0: Okay. Okay, interesting. So that will be nice to look. That'll be nice to look at. I always, you don't really, I'm gonna feel like a real idiot if I'm wrong about this. There is no Canadian team in the Metro, isn't there? Or am I forgetting about someone very Uh, obvious? No, there's no Canadian team. It always bothers me when I think about it. You know what I mean? Why is there no Canadian team in the Metro? I don't know Uh, what is along there, like geographically.
1: It has to be one of Ottawa or. Montreal I think
0: Man the Metro's alignment is So weird like same with the central It just sometimes you just don't understand The sort of thing of it but
2: Remember when the Leafs used to face the LA Kings in the playoffs
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah people don't shut up about Uh, 93
1: actually it could Be any of the three Uh, No what is wrong With this map? no this is last year's Map I didn't ask for this the border Has changed since then why is it giving me last year's map? <laughs> I love, I love Google right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it would probably be one of Ottawa or Montreal if I can yeah, look at a map correctly. Get closer there.
0: I'm looking at the map right, and like, <laughs> I just look. This is so dumb. Like the Islanders, the Rangers, every single Metro team is closer to Canada than the Panthers in Tampa. What what am I looking at here? Nashville's closer to freaking Montreal than the floor. What? And it's just the gap of I'm looking at one now. It's just it's so weird to look at. And then Colorado are just kind of like by themselves in the middle. You know, look at Colorado, a little weird. I mean Denver. State. Why why they called the Nuggets the Gold Rush, of course. Their McDonald's partnership with the Denver. Nuggets was there was that, Was without a thing. I couldn't believe no, that. No, no, I don't know. They, they do with the caps. They had the last minute McNugget or the McNugget last minute. Fun fact. I think it's think if they score in the last minute, you get nuggets. You yeah, always the remember rap, the Denver the...
2: Nuggets name. Oh, go on. No, no, go ahead. I'll never know. It's um when I was a kid, I was in elementary school and when they start talking about immigration and expanding of, like the western borders um uh, for the new settlements, I think in North America, they always talk about the gold rush. And then I just had a really good teacher at the time. I think I was in grade three. And they just reminded me, like, and if you ever forget, that's why they're called the Denver Nuggets because of the gold rush in Colorado. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then it always stuck with me, especially like when you start watching it and you never understood why is there blue in the Denver Nuggets jersey? Yeah,
0: well, it's like, why are the Brooklyn Nets, why do they have black jerseys? Because they look cool. I don't know what a net is, but is it, what's a net?
2: I think it's just the, the, the net.
0: <laughs> the actual net. Where, is the ball, yeah. where the
2: ball goes. Yeah, in. yeah.
0: So they should be like threaded white stuff. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. The one for me was like, growing up. Thing, I didn't know what a nick yeah. was.
0: Yeah, what's a nick?
2: It's like the knickerbockers. What? The people who are like from New York. Because like it's a classic thing.
0: Who interesting I, I I've ask Mike to that. ask
1: Mike tonight he will uh, he'll I, a, I,
0: a detailed
2: I, I, answer cuz he you knows know,
1: everything about basketball he
0: seems to know everything about everything no <laughs> <laughs> uh, that
1: okay. should be that should be the clip
0: oh no it shouldn't no. just
1: that i saying I'm saying uh, Mike knows everything about everything
0: aren't you bad I heard you're embarrassingly bad at NHL <laughs> Thanks. Oh Thanks. God. Thanks Will <laughs> oh, man. What's sad about Mike Well I send the clips Don't send him any of my highlights Well, I came back for one against him that one time Lost in overtime Not but part but of his respect. agenda to, yeah, His radical you know, agenda He's like my, one of our dogs Tubson he comes up to see if I'm okay But he's really there to steal some, something He's yeah. learning He is a smart dog Very smart dog Again to finish the show We're going to talk about the Habs. Uh, One of the bigger stories of the week, Uh, I'm shocked that this was the first trade to happen because it came out of not nowhere, but you always hear about when a team is interested in the player and you're like, all right, this will happen towards the deadline. But no, uh, Tyler Toffoli is gone. He is no longer member of the Montreal Canadiens. He's in Calgary. Uh, he is now, he scored, it was a pretty nice goal, eh? Man, Tyler Toffoli, if you ever want to worry about your skating kids, just look at Tyler Toffoli, not a great skater, but man, is he good. The full trade, uh, Montreal got a 2022 first-round pick that is protected. Uh, for the top 10, we'll see that. Great to see it. Uh, conditions if that does go to 2023, I think the Habs get another fourth. Uh, the rest of the trade on top of the, the first, uh, the Habs get the I think it's a fifth round pick for 2023. Um, and a former second round pick, we're gonna get it right here. It's Yamel. And I feel like an idiot because for some reason this part doesn't actually have the full trade here. Yamel Haneman, Heineman, Heineman, Heineman. Um, Apparently, from what I understand, first off, for those of you who don't know, um, this kid was actually part of the Sam Bennett deal. So he was drafted by the Panthers. He was drafted about three or four picks ahead of where Montreal in that draft, I think it was 2019, had back-to-back second was being uh, Jan Meshak and Luke Tuck. So maybe a guy they had on the radar. Apparently, they were big on getting in the scouting staff. So the same in Montreal. Apparently, he made a new hiring. We can talk about that in a second. Um, but it's a kid who apparently he's got a good shot, goes to the net, uh, really good speed, which, you know, is a big part of it. Uh, so, basically, if you want to sort of simplify it, they get a first, a guy drafted in the second, and a fifth for Tyler Toffoli.
1: And, you, and Tyler you know. Pitlick.
0: And I forgot about Tyler Pitlick. Yes, to make the salary work, UFA this year. Um, okay. yeah. So, yeah. the Habs have three Pitlicks. They drafted a guy named Rhett Pitlick, who is related. They have Rem Pitlick, and now they have Tyler. Two of them are brothers, and the third one's the cousin. I get it mixed up. Don't ask me. Oh, Rem, right. Rem, Rem, and and Rhett, Rem
1: and Rhett are, are brothers, yeah. and then Tyler's their cousin. They're the cousin, yeah.
0: Why were their parents like Rem and Rhett? Why are we making that so similar? Why? But, yeah, I, you yeah. know, he's around. Know. He's around. I think he's hurt. But the uh, first impressions of the deals... I'm going to ask Daniel here first because Dan, um, Alex texted me the other day and was like, I have a hot take I'm going to save for the show. So we'll get to that. Um, Daniel, what did you think of the trade and who won it?
2: Oh, um, I think right now in the – I don't know. It's it's weird to say who won it because in the short term, Calgary did win it because they get a quality top six guy that – you know he was on pace for, what, 40 goals last season? Um, get term on it and – it's for what they want to build. And I think for Montreal, they do this deal early and they maximize on the value for it. The first was crucial, but to get another solid prospect, who's only 20 that I think I said that in the chat where he's been traded twice and has yet to come to North America. And they, they just keep building the assets there. Um You mentioned earlier in the episode that Montreal, they've been they a lot more than we thought they would. I think that we were going to get some, I guess, low ball or um, I guess, I guess like some, like, no, not, not to the the extent that we're going to see a deal like this. I think that you're going to see some of the other depth pieces going the other way. But for me, it kind of just shows how aggressive Montreal is to kind of accelerate things to get to a point where now Kent Hughes wants to feel like, then let me build this team the way I want to build it.
0: I think it was, I think it was the opposite. I think it was Calgary wanted their guy. I think, I think it was true living. I think the sound of it was on Saturday. The flames were like, okay, we won and we're going to get it, which I thought was interesting. Now, I think there was a thing of uh, Ben Chirot's obviously out for precautionary reasons, but I think maybe that's sort really of get him into gear year of like, we have a you know, we, we get this trade going. Uh, I didn't think Toffoli was going to be traded this year. The fan base is not taking it well because Tyler Toffoli, before I throw it over to Alex here, I just want to give people some context. You know, free agents don't come to Montreal uh never forget Tavares didn't give the Habs a meeting that hurt um and they remember that there's a reason guys like Josh Georges and Brian Giant have a special place in Habs fans hearts they wanted to be there Josh Georges famously wouldn't go to the Leafs because he was a hat uh like how happy thing think Pittsburgh fans are that Fleury doesn't want to go to Washington right now it means something um and do you guys remember the Tyler Tofoli piece in the, the players' tribute? Mm-hmm. When he's like, was I born to be a Hab? No, was I meant to be one? Absolutely. His wife embraced the city and on Twitter, she was great. Like being too nervous and being in the team story during the games because you couldn't watch it. The fan base has taken it very poorly. I'll tell you that. Hab's Twitter has been very upset. But you know what? It's a it looks like it's a rebuild. And we're gonna get to some more sort of some more details are coming out. I don't think people realize this is gonna this is going to be a rebuild, not a retool. This is going to be a rebuild. Alex, what's your hot take?
1: Um, first off, curious. Where did we put him? Where did we put Tyler Toffoli on our Montreal Canadiens? Are you here or are you gone list or what? We, I don't remember. He was for the
0: right price.
1: I'll double check because I have it saved. Um, so my hot takes not actually about the trade. My hot takes about the Calgary Flames. But uh, what I think about the trade, I think the Calgary Flames. I think both teams. Uh, One in this, in this scenario to me, Um, I think Calgary gets what they want in a, in secondary scoring. And I, and I don't think, I think you kind of got it. Tyler Toffoli. I said it last episode, or we were talking about last episode Tyler Toffoli, Calgary fame, perfect fit. Um, And from Montreal's perspective, and as you were saying, Adam, if they're going to go the rebuild route, this was probably a guy you were going to trade by the time we get to our, they, they project to be contenders. You're looking towards the end of Tyler to contract. If not, he may be a UFA. I think he has two or three more years after this. Maybe two. So again, like you're cashing in on the value now. And I think they got a pretty decent return for it.
2: I like to say one thing. Um, and I hope this makes sense to both of you because it doesn't it. I hope this just makes sense. But okay. the, Tyler Toffoli is the perfect acquisition for Calgary because he is a like from the experience, he's a he's a Daryl Sutter guy without being a Daryl Sutter guy, if that
1: makes sense. But he is like, a Daryl Sutter guy. He is, this, you know what I mean? He is is a Daryl Sutter guy. Like, like he, he want a cup I, under Daryl no, Sutter. That's what I mean. Like Do he's a Daryl Sutter guy,
2: but he's also like when I look at like their their bottom six, the way it was set up, he's he's not like the typical Daryl Sutter guy.
0: He's he's not you don't think of fully for his physicality. You more sure. think the goal scoring ability and the deceptiveness of the balance there, yeah. Um he we did have him only for the right price for those people who can't see how I'm I'm sharing it on screen. As more players are traded, we can continue to cross them off the list. Uh, uh, um yeah, so what's what's your hot take then about the flames? because okay. yeah you're concerning me here because I want to talk about the flames
1: no no I it's, yeah, I think okay you can tell me if, if you tell me if I'm crazy but um, I look at you know you know how at the beginning of every year we say who what what Canadian team has the best chance of winning the Stanley Cup well
0: I was harsh on Calgary this
1: year right, with, <laughs> probably yeah <no. laughs> I after this trade I look at this team and for forward defense, Goaltending.
0: Okay,
1: I say the Calgary Flames have the best chance of a Canadian team of winning the Stanley Cup.
0: Okay, I don't think that's too crazy. I thought you were gonna say they—they're bad. I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this. Oh no, no,
1: no! No, no I,
0: here. I'll get up their their daily face-off. Like they, it's stupid how good they—they're they, actually looking here. So Sean, sorry. <laughs> look at that.
1: Sean Monahan's our third-line center. Like I get it, he's not the Sean Monahan of before, but like
0: third line center, not bad.
2: Yeah, got a lot of uh, they got a lot of leadership on that uh third line with Dylan Dubé.
0: So for, for anyone who can't see it, the first line is Goudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk. By the way, people saying that maybe this could be some Goudreau insurance. They're not bad. Right. He can play in the top six. We know that. Um, to follow I mean so Goudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk. Coleman, Monjapani, Backland, Monahan Dubé, Toffoli, then Lewis, um, Lucic, and Adam... Rizuka. Rizuka. I don't know who... Is. is someone hurt? No. Nope. Hold on. I need to check if somebody's hurt. No, nope. they look healthy. Who the heck is that? Never heard of him, but, but he's good. Um, and then defense is Anderson, Hannafin, Shillington. Doesn't make sense. Um, Tanev, Goodbranson, Zadorov. I... Brr. I think they did say they wanted to get another defenseman, which makes sense because Zadorov and Gibrantson get get Gibrantson out the lineup. Um, man, isn't it funny just how the mood around Calgary? It's shocking how similar they are at times. Of how the mood can change so drastically, and Nordstrom quietly has been so good. Eight shutouts, eight. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I think that's a fair
1: point. Though. I, think it's very fair. I think, well, I, I'll back myself up here. I think if you look at who they have to go, go through, um, I think from Toronto standpoint, automatically you're going through one of Florida or Tampa Bay. And then you're pr- in the first round, then you're going to have to go through the, uh, the other one in the second round. Or if you're not right now, you're going through Florida. So hypothetically Toronto, Florida in the first round and then Tampa Bay, or Boston in the second round. Awful. Not easy. Awful. Calgary goes through right now. They're actually top of the division, but for, for our
0: sake, you want them on points percentage? Uh,
1: no, I'm just going, no, I'm not okay. on points percentage. Cause
0: they're third in the West in points percentage for, as of now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, let's. So even if
1: they finish first, they're playing uh, Nashville. And then one of Vegas or Edmonton. Now Vegas is going to be a hell of a team in the playoffs. Hell of a team. But I think the way Calgary is built and the way they play Daryl Sutter hockey is going to be a pain in the ass to play in the playoffs. LA finished eighth in the conference when they won the cup. One Mm -hmm. of the, one of the times was that under Daryl Sutter?
2: That was Daryl. That was when he took over. Uh like to say that was a very painful playoffs for me.
0: It's because
2: down. uh no because okay, so like the the background from it is like everyone was already kind of like oh didn't you watch the Vancouver Olympics, Broder is washed and then they're like, Oh see, he he did he's not good, he, he didn't win in the finals. I'm like, okay, he made the finals of that team. But going on yes in the Kings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, the, well, that so did they bring in Sutter and Carter in the same yeah. year? They did. Who did he replace?
2: Um, I cannot remember. But I just remember when he came in. That's when things started rolling for the Kings. And then at the deadline, they traded Jack Johnson Mm -hmm. and the pick that became Marco Dano for Jeff Carter.
0: Oh, that—that's nothing. Uh, sorry, go Uh, on out.
1: He replaced John Stevens.
0: That's a very strange name. That's a. I feel like he's been around different places, John Stevens. Um, but yeah, what are you saying of Gary get no
1: there. I, I, think, I just I, I think the way they play will be you know, okay, you know how sometimes we look at teams and they're kind of teetering making the playoffs or not making the playoffs, but we look at them and we say, well, man, if they make the playoffs, that is going to be a pain in the ass. Two years ago, that was Dallas, right or a few years ago now, Dallas, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They lost in the finals, but it, like it, they're a pain to play against. St. Louis, pain to yeah. play against. 2017 Ducks. Pain with the, to play yeah. against. If you are a pain to play against, and I think Calgary is good and they're a pain to play against. If they yeah. add a D,
2: I was gonna say, uh, I forgot um, he was suspended, Yusuf Alamaki, but uh, he's probably not ready yet for that
0: yeah, many he, minutes. He, he it's, it, it's just like a Calgary, and it's like you want to, you're not gonna out hit Calgary. I don't think they're gonna let you outscore them. Markstrom has something mean, to do, or just could, you know, punch you in the face. They can do that. Um, this is a very scary team. All of a sudden, very scary team, and it's really fun. Their goal differential is plus 48. Vegas is 19. Plus saw 19. That last,
1: I saw that last night. I'm like, wow.
0: The Pacific sucks. It is so bad. Uh, the, uh, the Ducks uh, are in there. Maybe the Ducks actually reevaluate what they're doing now because they're five points behind Nashville.
1: It, you know, that Calgary and Vegas series, when they're when Vegas is at full strength, is going to be a series and a half.
0: Especially now that the Oilers are actually defending, Woodcroft's doing the work. It's only like three games, but they've apparently been a lot more aggressive defending, which is good. It's gonna be. Um, I think you can still say it's safe to say. Could you imagine Eichel beating McDavid in the first round? <laughs> and out of it, Eichel. I mean, uh, McDavid requests the trade, and it's like, oh, oh that's gonna be so. That's gonna be wicked. I cannot wait for that. Okay, going back to List County Memorial. It's uh, quite interesting. We love to see it. Um, I accidentally closed what I had. Um, I don't even know where I had it anymore, so I guess it wasn't that important. Uh, one tweet I want to talk about from Pierre Lebrun here. And uh, Mike, if you're listening, open your ears because you're getting Ben Sherat, buddy. Keep an eye on the Rangers and the Habs between now and March 21st, trade online. I think Montreal covered some covered, could blah, covet some Rangers prospects. Habs could fill some Rangers' needs, uh, Montreal would have would ra- would add. I am so bad. Montreal would rather add prospects over picks. Already have twelve picks for the July draft. Rangers pipeline drawing interest from the Habs. I want Lundqvist. You can have Lekanen. I want the uh, You give me. I give you Ben Chirac. Aren't they also?
1: Aren't they also going after uh, their? Director of European Scouting, I read.
0: Okay, so here it oh, is. Um, I, was, I was saving this. So oh, okay. Larry Brooks had this tweet that was citing at Beanpot on Monday. That's the NCAA stuff, right? Um, Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes with former New York Ranger Director of European Scouting, Nick Bobrov. Um, by the way, side note, Hughes spoke uh, to the media. He's confident about signing Jordan Harris, which is huge. He's met him a couple times. times. Um, so then- uh, Larry Brooks then quote tweeted his, his his tweet saying there's a reason for that told that Habs hired Bobrov over weekend, presumably to run European scouting. The ra-
1: the yum, yum. the Montreal Canadians are slowly picking apart at the at the New York Rangers. Just slowly And the,
0: Tampa Bay and the old Tennessee the yeah. Lightning.
1: <laughs> They're just slowly picking away at New York Rangers management um jeff gordon uh i know i'm missing somebody out now this guy martin louis martin I mean, yeah, yeah we're just slowly <laughs> picking up picking up the new york rangers uh, that is uh, interesting can i just say though about jordan harris you know it was a it was a, like just this breath of fresh air and i'm not a canadians fan but it was a breath of fresh air when i heard uh can't use talk about Jordan Harrison instead of saying well you know i mean if he wants to go to new york he can go to new york instead of saying we're we're progressing on talks it's like just what a breath of fresh air
0: yeah, if it happens it happens god i don't very- <laughs> See, this is what's really good about having a former agent at, as a gm is he knows how players want to be spoken to and he's talking, apparently he was very open with Toffoli about um like very transparent about the process of the trade. Apparently, he, he contacted um, the, the prospect. Well, I can't remember his name. Was we were just talking about it. Oh, no, 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 not, not, no, 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 oh, The uh, prospect from the trade.
2: Heinemann?
0: Heinemann, Heinemann, Heinemann. I'm, like, yeah, I'm bad, I'm bad at this. Uh, apparently, he made it clear to Heineman. Heinemann, that guy, Um, that he was a big part of the trade. So I just like how the Habs are doing it. I just um Hughes is such a I love him I love him. Um, this was a bit from Thirty Two Thoughts I wanted to just quickly read uh, as conversations intensify Sunday there was a point where Calgary talked about both Toffoli and Chara. It seems likely the Canadians can maximize return by trading them separately, but those discussions occurred. The injury shouldn't scare off uh, anyone, although it may accelerate things. Carolina, Florida, L.A., and St. Louis among the team's uh, pursuers. Darren Dreger did try to throw Toronto in there, but I think he's the only one doing it, beside me. We're the only who's two uh, trying to do it. Who's
1: Ben Chirot's agent?
0: I will look right now. That's a good question. I have no idea. I'm going to guess uh, someone at Octagon. Ben Chirot's agent. Ben Chirot, uh, hold on. We're going to go. Where does it say his agent? Oh, that's so annoying. Where is is it, do you, is
1: it, it's not Darren Ferris, is it?
0: Craig Oster?
1: Oh, okay. Never mind. That sounds familiar to that. Name. Is, oh, is,
0: oh,
1: oh, 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 we want to hear some of his clients. Isn't he okay. Matthew's agent?
0: Oh, hold on. Um, I don't know about about. Is he Matthew. there? No, I'll, I'll read you some names first off. Uh, well, he got the C. He's Joel Edmondson's agent. So we <laughs> got them the same freaking deal, which is really, really funny. Okay, we're just going to read some names here. You know, Eric Cernak, Tristan Jari, you know, uh, Brendan Dillon, Brendan Carlo, not bad, J.G. Pajot. That's a big oh, that's contract. A, that's a Robin nice Leonard, Kevin Fiala, Shay Theodore, uh, Palat, who's a free agent. Not bad. Jordan Eberly, Thomas Hurdle. Oh. Matt Zuccarello. Not bad. Mark Scheifley. That's a nice payday. Mark Stone.
1: What a payday. Eric there.
0: Carlson. Oh. And the Kachuk <laughs> brothers.
1: <laughs> nice
0: oh 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 That is a right. funny little negotiation, there, isn't that it?
1: That guy is gonna is getting paid.
0: That guy very soon. Very, he's going on a big vacation. In the summer, that guy. Well, so Kachuk oh,
1: Hurdle, those two alone, Kachuk and Hurdle, and get you a nice, pretty. Penny. Oh
0: shit! It's probably set him up for life. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Good for him. Good for him. Um I want to just read two things quickly yep. from Darren Dreger. Uh he was on TSN six ninety. Uh says that Gordon and Hughes have a like to move list. Um I wanted I want to say green soul here because I find it very funny how two very secretive men apparently have this trade list that's come out, but I'll say it anyway. Um, and, uh, so they have a like to move list and they don't want to move list. And some of the names that's, a kind of line up. So I'm just saying, though, um, I'm going to be hesitant in this believes Gallagher and Anderson are on the, don't want to move list. I think that's pretty fair. Um, says you do need competitive players around even during a rebuild. Otherwise you're Buffalo or Arizona that he didn't say that. That's me. Uh, Dregger adds Hoffman, Druin, Dvorak, and Lekkinen are on the would like to move list, but that doesn't automatically mean they for sure will get traded. Uh, Lekkinen makes sense, I think. Druin needs to go. Poor guy. Give him a new start. And then Hoffman and Dvorak. Hoffman maybe next year, but – and Dvorak's a very
1: – We just don't know yet.
0: Yeah, I don't know what people are going to pay for Dvorak, but that's everything in Montreal.
1: All the Western teams. I I saw the report about Dvorak apparently. It's like just a bunch of Western teams have called.
0: So weird. Why the West? Of course. Does no one in the East need centers? I I don't know. Can we just quickly, let me just look at the, let's just get the Eastern teams up and just be like, you know who doesn't need a center for some reason? Okay. Tampa. I mean, (laughs) you know, you get it, but they make the calls because they're a good organization. Florida. Fair enough. The Maple Leafs. Fair enough. Boston.
2: No, they need a center.
0: You need a center. Uh, Detroit, yeah, whatever. Oh, whatever. Wait, wait. Does players.
1: Boston need a center? David Krejci might come back. Oh uh,
2: yeah. No,
0: they need it. They need a long-term center. And
2: said Nika hasn't been given a big look. Like,
0: you know, <laughs> okay. So. Let's um, the okay Carolina, fair. They are good. Pittsburgh, the Rangers. I think you want another centerman, don't you? No, but you need another centerman. Even Duborak as a third line center is like peak. So everyone should be interested. The Blue Jackets. Come on, you need a center. Domi's up this year. You need a center. Because Domi's gonna leave because- maybe they're waiting
2: for Ken Johnson to come back, come next year.
0: Um, me, that's that's yeah, true. But yeah. then you but then you have Johnson, you can have like you retain Domi, and then you have the Yeah um the Islanders, you just need scoring. The Flyers, you're aggressive. Come on. To
1: if they're going to trade Giroud, I don't know if they're going to go after Christian Dvorak right now. Man, no,
0: they're going to, man, trust me. Just saying that, but just wait till they sign Nazan Kadri I can't. Yeah, wait. that's
1: okay. It's okay. centers,
0: man. <laughs> I just like, hey, just no one. I just imagine this thing of no one in the Eastern Conference called about a Christian Dvorak, but it was like everyone in the West is like, I need this guy. This is very strange.
1: Yeah, this is yeah. what it is.
0: Okay. Oh, it is what it. it is. Okay, lads, if you smell like right, Connor on Twitter. What is, Mike, what's he doing? Um, what, I don't see am I anything looking
1: on Twitter. At,
2: Nothing
0: from, really. as uh, The Blackhawks have interest in Raptors VP of basketball operations. Excuse me? Teresa Reached? reached?
1: The Blackhawks have been... Whoa.
0: What is this Blackhawks GM search? It's literally everyone ever.
1: I like that it's they're so, announcing it. You, you, that yeah. is yeah. interesting. You know what I find odd about the the, the whole Blackhawks um, GM search is that they're interviewing all these people outside of hockey as a general manager. And if I, I I listen, I'm not saying not to do it, but what I'm saying is is look at what Montreal did. By bringing in a president of hockey operations Who is a hockey general manager by trade And then bringing in someone who's affiliated with hockey But an agent uh, It's just weird that Chicago's not going to hire a president And then bring someone in who's who has no hockey experience well, Alex, they are going to hire a
0: president though I thought they
2: Patrick Kane because he wants to be involved. He defended Patrick. Dylan Strome.
0: <laughs> that was so funny to read. Oh, Patrick came. What a goof. Oh, <laughs> Alex. It, wants to if
1: kill. I heard that, if I was like in management and I heard that, I'd lose my mind. I'd lose my mind.
0: I'd say, Patty, just leave it with us. And the moment he was like out, but, like down the hallway, I we would just I turn to the rest of the board and start laughing. If any yeah, of the random song was great, wasn't it, Patty? Right? Back.
1: If any of those rumors were true, that quote is, in my opinion, laughable. Laughable starting from 2010, going to um. <clears throat> the last few years where they asked for Brandon Saad and whatever, and this and that, that quote is so laughable to me.
0: You can approach a player on certain things. Like maybe if you want a character reference, maybe not, maybe don't ask Patrick Kane that. But don't I think ask there any are, there are leadership definitely. on
1: that team. For except to bring reference. reference, except to bring like it. You like to
0: bring that, That's we it. like them, yes. Just Alex to bring it. but you know what? It, 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 I wonder if it's the thing of um, like, I think there are things you can definitely approach a player for. Um, I, I don't know about that, I don't, I, I think it's not as much as Patrick Kane may think. Remember, when it's like we don't want to rebuild, and then they stopped rebuilding, and now they're bad funny
1: how that works the maybe I read the quote wrong and maybe I'm I'm no, overreacting because it's the Chicago Blackhawks and I've had to deal with their crap for months I, I like this should have been hand that all that stuff should have been handled 11 years ago but, but I just the, it felt so ignorant like wh- who's making decisions here Like do you know what I mean Like I get it I'm sure I'm sure Mark Bergevin approached uh, Shea Weber and um, Brendan Gallagher and Phil Dena and whoever But at the end of the day It was Mark Bergevin's decisions and he Paid for it
0: Remember Price and Weber said We have a short leash here and then that's when they went And got Anderson and
1: Yeah, Yeah sorry Price too I didn't include
0: him there I forgot he's been gone. We, we miss him. I do. Get well soon, buddy. <laughs> I don't want you to retire. <laughs> he's scary. Um, I, I think we should end it there, though. We have gone a little long. Um, I'm tired, but you have gotta stay for the game. It's only what, like seven? Forty-seven. Then, hey. yeah. Hey, listen, okay. I know that. I know that. I know. Nine
1: nine nine. I know the gold medal game is at eleven o'clock, but we have about we have a game to play in an hour. Okay, you better be prepared.
0: Are you you're gonna be on?
1: Good. Yeah. All right. See you
2: guys there.
0: Good, good.
1: Daniel, get it. Actually,
0: I was hoping it wasn't going to be Yeah. Why don't you get on? We need a goalie.
2: Oh.
0: I'll play goalie if we have I'm to. I'm usually no. a stay at home <laughs> forward. You know what's funny? I created the team and I'm the captain, but I feel like I'm the one closest to being benched.
2: <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm not trying to Stop. think. It's like Andrew Ference as the captain of the Oilers. Yeah. Yeah, man. That happened.
0: Didn't he flip off the Habs fans when he was a Bruin? Or am I thinking of someone else? Anyway, um, the Oilers, they're a joke still. God, please miss the playoffs. or are losing the first round. and then... that's, you know, If they play Calgary in the first round and, and win, then huge. That's huge for Montreal's pick. I want it before 25. That's my expectation, before 25. Top three pick for their selection, before 25 for Calgary. Set the standards low. Thank you for listening to the show, though. Checks out on spot. So, do we post the Spotify video or does it just go there when we upload to it? How does that work? No, I, I
1: upload the video okay, um, onto Anchor and then Anchor distributes it everywhere. But they also because Spotify owns Anchor, Neat. Anchor, um, they, it puts the video on Spotify.
0: Neat, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Good on Anchor, okay. Um, uh, voice said great as always. Perfect. We are still on it, right?
1: Yes. I believe so, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So
2: no swearing.
0: We don't swear. Our, no, sometimes our guests do, and I'll yeah. to edit it out. But sometimes Alex I want to
1: swear. But
0: it's Something you got to edit out earlier in the show. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, check us all out on their own social medias, including video on Spotify and YouTube. Um, and then, you know, all that stuff. Check out the show on TikTok and all other social media platforms. Um, we will see you Sunday.
2: Sunday. Yeah.
0: Sunday. Next week's reading Sunday. week. Woo, oh yeah. Going? It's also family day. Yeah. And now our, ch- our school always does reading weeks on the holidays because they're, oh, I hate Rodgers. They want to
2: take away the Monday.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's why they do Thanksgiving on reading week every year because they don't want to, I hate Rodgers so much. <laughs> they can't stand it. Um, yeah. Ted Rodgers. Varad- how much money? I can't wait till to at Rogers university. Cause that's so going to happen. I heard Will talk about that. I'm sure. like, that makes so much sense. I
2: think someone, okay, before we go, they read, they're read. they like, it's going to be Cadillac Fairview University presented by Rogers.
0: What is the, where are the betting odds? What's the betting line on the name?
1: <laughs> ask Will. I'm sure Will's the one actually setting the odds.
0: Okay. <laughs> you should Will, be.
1: It's you'll the, ask
0: you know, him. I texted him before the Super Bowl. I'm like, what are you thinking for the Gatorade? He's like, I'm feeling orange. It was blue though. So hopefully you didn't put the bet down on that.
1: I think they got okay. the over on the national anthem though.
0: Yeah, no, he was (laughs) yelling. For the first beat, he's like, oh, that's going over. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Okay. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye, guys.